Friday, everybody. It's a podcast. Yay. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Matt Marr here. On a, it's a really beautiful day. Turned out, I'm with Killing McHugh, <laughs> the most Irish name ever. Very Irish. In, in the history of Irish. Um, <laughs> we were, uh, we were, we've decided to press record because we were just gabbing and we were actually just talking about Carol Burnett and um, you're an actor as well. And I'm an actor. You're many things. You're an actor. You're a teacher. You're a casting director. You're a dog enthusiast. <laughs> A Golden Girls level lover, <laughs> all those things. Like, but anyway, you were talking about Carol you need Burnett. To do my eulogy. You, no, that sounds morbid. That sounds morbid. That sounds really morbid. Um, but no, we were just talking about Carol Burnett. I loved her. She's one of the reasons I moved here. I just. Where this, were you from? Uh, from Pennsylvania and Jersey. Oh, okay, both, but the Poconos area in, the, in Pennsylvania. Oh, I, I, the Poconos is like a voc- vacation spot, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's mountains and skiing. Isn't that like where Dirty Dancing supposed to be and all that? No, that was upstate New York in the uh, Catskills. Oh, okay, which, okay, but Poconos is like that. Oh, okay, it's beautiful. People used to go there for their honeymoon back. It's in the cold day. as shit right now yeah, there, isn't it? It's crazy there. Yeah, I haven't been back in years and years and years. I rarely leave LA. Oh well, and how long have you lived in LA? I've been here like twenty years this year. Oh, not. You don't look. Yeah. You look young. You have the, like that full fucking Irish full, like you. I got lucky with hair. You are. You have amazing hair. You have amazing, <laughs> amazing hair. hair. Especially as you get older and you see people from your class like growing up and they're stressing about hair. A lot of people stress out. It's oh yeah, a very yeah, stressful yeah. thing for guys. And I'm very lucky with hair. That's Good all heredity. Good for you. So, but Carol Burnett was like one of your. She was one of the ones. But the, what I was going to say is that just this is so weird and random. But two weeks ago or so, I went to the Don Rickles show here on Wilshire. That's amazing. And I got to meet my childhood hero, which is Dick Van Dyke. He's the real reason I moved here. <laughs> Not to like date myself and be so old, but like he was my hero. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, that's a. And he was there at the show. That's a yeah. big, big. Yeah. Deal. And he was super nice to me because I went up to him and I told him like I tweeted him to ask I tweeted him and asked him to lunch and he didn't respond so I just wanted to let him know <laughs> that I had offered him lunch. <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> but he was super cool. And Bob Newhart was there. Oh my god! And um, uh, so you're well, those Ryan are... Gosling was there. Oh wow! Eva, like everybody was there. It was it's, so fun. Is uh, that's just like Bob Newhart? Those are just like the people from. Yeah. Our childhood. Yeah. That really – Dick Van Dyke too because I used to watch old all Disney stuff and, of course, I was obsessed with Mary Poppins. Well, every day that I came home from kindergarten uh, at 2 o'clock, Dick Van Dyke was on rerun. So that's, that's such how a I good show. Him. So I watched it every day at 2 o'clock when I was 6 years old. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I just so, wanted to be him. Yeah. He's just like – he yeah. still is. He's just – I don't know somebody that would say anything like – And I just wanted – and I love that whole setup like uh, – First of all, Laura had the best body on the planet, Laura Petrie. Yeah. And then also, um, I just wanted to sit in a room with two other writers and just do hijinks all day the way they did and then ended up writing a show. Yeah. Like the whole writer's room was so cool to oh, me. Oh, that's true. I guess like, they, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was so neat. And it, they just got to do their things and then they would sing. And then I was just like, I thought that's what Hollywood was where everybody just like. It is. Sits in a room and we <laughs> sing when we want to. And like at dinner parties, like at dinner parties, they always sang. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't wait to get to Hollywood where everybody just sings at dinner. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So you were bitten by the bug early in life. Yeah. This is the only thing I ever wanted to do. Yeah, and you, yeah. you, good for you. Was it hard for you to like get the gumption to move out here, or was it just that was a dream you were focused on? It First, let said, me just say, adorable. You just said gumption. <laughs> Secondly, I am for the south. I am for the south. 
No, I was a closet actor. Um, I told everybody that I was going to be in. I was going to be a lawyer. Uh, and You'd I, be good at that. I, and yeah, and I'm really interested in politics. I'm very politically active. And, you are. Uh, I went to uh, poly, uh, political science was my major. That's what you do before law. Yeah. And I did all that. And then I had super long hair in college. And I called my parents one day and I was like, I have good news and bad news. And the good news is I cut my hair. The bad news is I'm running away to California. I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> and I just, and then I left. And you're, you're, which I'm sure your parents are supportive now because you've now, built really a career. And it was 20 years later. Yeah. Now they're very supportive. Good. <laughs> Do you have siblings? I have an older brother who's a lawyer and a younger sister who's a doctor. So then there was me in the middle. The Are you the typical waiter, Irish family? Yeah. I mean, that's just McHugh. Like, yes. y'all go back to like. Yes. Oh, my God. We got to Dublin Times sent to our home in Pennsylvania on Sundays. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> we talk. I was at a party here once for St. Patrick's, and everybody at the party thought that I was from Ireland the way I talk about Ireland. Uh. Because in my home, like, we talk about it like we're there. Have you ever been? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Now, are your parents from Ireland, or are they, like... No, we've been here forever, but they're both Irish on both sides all the time. Oh. Yeah. So, y'all love to drink and get angry. Yeah. Well, we owned an <laughs> Irish pub. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was the most populous, popular Irish pub in, like, three counties. What was it called? It was called Dever's Pub, because my grandfather's name was Dever. Oh, like, so, like, uh, what is your middle name? Uh, John. Oh, wow. It's a bit Killian. It's such, like, a... Yeah. That's just so you have a lot of cool family names like that. Well, my name's the coolest. My my grand one of my grandfather's it's a beautiful name was Ambrose. Name. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's, weird that's beautiful. And old school. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh wow, I love it. It's fascinating. What's the best Irish pub in L.A. for people that are looking? What do you think? Do you have it? A... Mm, I don't really go to the Irish pubs in L.A. I've, nev- I've, nev- I've been to one. I used to live in Palms, and there's one there like a motor. I think it's called the Irish Times. I don't know that one in Palms. If Tom O'Shanter's. I mean, literally, when I went there, someone's like, I can't do an Irish. They're like, what can I get for you? I, I sound irony. I don't know what I'm doing. But I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, when I first got here, I looked up, you know, where do the Irish people go? And we're just, it's everywhere. It's just everywhere. No, the saddest thing I ever saw, though, did you see Via Ragosa in this last St. Patrick's Day parade we ever mm-hmm. had? It was the saddest thing ever, because it's downtown. And... Nobody knows that it's St. Patrick's Day downtown. It's just people, people going didn't... to work, and they're just and there's Via Ragosa just in his lone car, just waving at everybody. But, and there's it was like the five saddest <laughs> thing because on the East saw. Coast, St. Patty's Day is huge. It's huge. Like Boston shuts down. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. And here, people give zero fucks. Yeah, and it was so funny. To, he looked so sad. <laughs> and that was the last one they had. That's... They canceled it after that. Wow! 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 Yeah. Well, um. Well, and we tell everybody how we know one another, actually. So we know each other, I just re-remembered, uh, through the Trevor Project, yep. mm-hmm. which is a suicide hotline for gay and questioning youth. Yep. And then you took my class. I did take your class, which um, is... I teach a commercial workshop here in LA. You teach the commercial workshop. Oh, you really you. do. Like, you really do. <laughs> thank you. I, was, I literally was just saying, I mean, I won't go on and on, but like, I just did a commercial and like your callback class literally like saved me from self-sabotaging myself That's in awesome. that commercial. So I try really hard. To teach if you're listening picture. to actors, take it. Just fucking take it. It's the when people move out here, I'm like take the I usually have like a list and I'm like, take Killian's class first. Oh, unless thank you. they 
unless they're really like people, if you start saying like, what have you done? And they start crying. Then I'm like, okay, go do Jill Alexander's first. <laughs> Build your, <laughs> because Gillian's tough, which is good. Well, I have a foundations class now that where I, it's my technique, but in a kinder, gentler way. <laughs> Cause you're known so for being a hard my ass. My friend Jenny teaches it. She ran uh, casting offices forever and she took all my classes. And uh, one of our session directors, Jarrett teaches another night. And oh, okay. he books everything and has taken all my classes. So it's for people who don't even know if they want to do this yet or thought they would or they an agent saw them at Trader Joe's and said, you should do this. Mm-hmm. So this way they're not running screaming into the streets because it's me. Mm-hmm. And they get to learn if they want to do it. And then they can go up to – That's what I tell people. I'm like, you don't know. You have nothing to do. You have no idea what it, even how to audition for a commercial. Go to this and it will actually yeah. tell you what to do. And I just – and I know you do casting, but there's so many – I probably shouldn't say this, on, but whatever. I only have like 4,000 subscribers, so hopefully a lot of them aren't casting people. But no, there's there's really good class. I don't feel like your class is a casting director class because there's so many casting director workshops that you go to that right. really you're going just to meet each other, and that's yes. about it. And some of them actually teach you something, and a lot of them you don't. And so it is what it is. Where yours, I often forget that you do casting because your class is – fucking class oh it's yeah like, no it's actually, a full-on like, class it and... takes work yeah. you have to prep it's, oh yeah no. it's a class it's i tell people it's the hardest four weeks you're gonna have in la i agree with that actually and i, I think do it's, believe it but in a positive I, way yeah you know but it is it's no bullshit for sure well and it's like um i mean i i took it with the grain of salt because i knew you already like and i knew that well, you were a sweetheart. So different and so when you're in class like sometimes i would want to chuckle it's very different because i'm like I, I know what you're doing, this year, but I'm like, oh, he's, he's so cute. He's so funny. And so, <laughs> but I had a friend who took your class and they were totally freaked out. Yeah. And, but like he said later on, he's like, I went to this audition. He said, and I started to get so nervous. And then I thought, they can't be meaner than Killian. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and I, I did so well. He got a call back. So, exactly. I, like, I thought that was great. He so. got it. So, finally, they, sometimes people don't get it, but most do. Well, you know, I've had pretty positive feedback from everybody and i it's just though everybody has different styles but if you're coming from a genuine place of caring mm-hmm. and you do you give a shit i really like stress out when people don't book yeah and, like if uh, the friday avails drive me crazy because i'm sitting there at home sweating like the actor for that monday booking yeah <laughs> i'll yeah. think about it all weekend long when they text me they're on avail on friday you so i really do care you do you're very 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 kind-hearted so um but yeah, so yeah, whatever. Take the fucking class, y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, and you have a dog too, right? I have Chico. Yes, my yeah. spirit guide. Oh my god! Like, yeah, they really are your heart with four legs, aren't yeah. they? Is if Chico you, your first dog? If you're looking for a dog out there, Google Jindo, J I N D O. They're a Korean breed and uh, super cool, He's super beautiful. chill, He's very super chill, zen, very loyal, um, and they don't make they don't bark, which is perfect for an apartment. Yeah, they I wanted a big dog, to... and my landlord said no, yeah. but because I think people think big dogs, loud dogs, but he they, is quiet. They don't, they don't bark. They have the ability to. They just don't. They choose not. How to. old is he? He's eight now. Yeah, Did you have him as a puppy? Active. I got him from a rescue. Um, a gin, they're called JindoRescue.org. Mm-hmm. and uh, she moved to, to the East Coast. She was out in uh, Ukaiba, and uh, what happened was it was late at night, and I was googling. I'd heard of this Jindo. I never saw one. I had my friend had a half Jindo that died, so I googled Jindo and this picture came up, and with a number, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, out of all the billions of sites on the internet, this 
can't be a dog that's available. Mm-hmm. So the next morning I called and she's like, oh yeah, it's Chico. Come get him. And so I drove to Ukaiba and uh, I said, you know, we were meeting at this tennis court enclosed so the dogs could run. And I said, you know, bring six dogs and let me see what's there. So Chico was one of them and the dogs were just freaking out and running and playing because they were out of their cages. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't. He just, he played a little bit, but he just kept coming over to me. And he was looking at the other dogs like, idiots, it's an audition. <laughs> Do you not get why this guy is here? And they totally didn't. And so he just sat next to me the whole time. And he gives the driest kisses um, when he licks. It's not like a big, wet, old dog kiss. And he just licked my hand and looked at me. And I was oh. like, holy fuck. He just, that's, I just got a dog. Like, he just picked me. That's, that's exactly, <laughs> I don't know where Sophie is, but they do. They, I remember I'd seen other, I wanted a bigger dog, and my landlord at the time said no. So my roommate was kind of allergic to pet hair. And so I was like, well, my brother has a schnauzer. It seems like a cool dog. I'll get one of those because they're hyperallergenic and all yeah. that shit. And I looked at others, and I was like, well, this is too much. And she just, I sat down, and she just crawled up in my lap, looked up at me, and licked me on my nose. Yeah. And I was like, well. Yeah, have a dog. No, they pick you. They do. They do. Pick and he you. changed my life. They are spirit guides. I 100% agree with that. They do. Wanted, oh, like, uh, they're, and they're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's cemented in my is. mind. My, yeah, never, ever. But when he's um, out of here. I'm out of here. Killian <laughs> <So. laughs> has left Los Angeles. <laughs> he is gone. Lazy. Well, all right. Well, let's get into some questions, okay. Sugar. So, um, all right. So, I, here we go. This first question is from. Um, oh, you, actually, before I do a question, because of your expertise, I normally don't do this, but I do know a lot of entertainment people. So besides taking your class, mm-hmm. what advice do you just have for um, – just for people – like I, I always – I'm not even like that super successful. Like I'm not making my living just from acting yet or artistry yet, but still I will get emails just now because this commercial came up. So people are like, hey, I have a friend who's moving out there, da-da-da-da. What is like your – like? Little advice for that person. Fuck the right people. <laughs> and what I mean by that is... Get out and fuck the right people. I'm kidding and not kidding, though. Um, <laughs> it really is... A, it's a networking city. It is. It so, is. when I first got here, I worked in a restaurant, and we all went out and drank afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, and had fun, and... <clears throat> excuse me. And I wish I would have done that with the right people. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So don't get caught in your little restaurant world. Go out and explore. Go to bars. Go to shows. Go to the comedy clubs at night. Hang around afterwards. Like, not in a way where you would walk up to somebody and say, hey, you're blah, blah, blah. Will you cast me? Not that way. No, just find but, people with like-minded interests. Yes. And, but networking is so super important. It and is. And I didn't do that when I came here. I just had my friends, and I wish I would have expanded more. And I went to a seminar with Cameron Mannheim was giving it. And she was, this is back when Skybar was big. And she was just like. Skybar was huge when I moved to LA. And she was like, you know, you'll get farther at Skybar than you will in any class in the city. And I was like, if Cameron Mannheim is getting places at Skybar, like, I mean, then I need to be going there and to these places. So, like, it really is networking more than anything, I think, the city. I agree with that. And then, of course, training so that you can deliver when it's your turn to deliver. Yeah, because there is, like, you need to have. Well,. Yeah, you do need to have talent, but I really, it's even more, you need to have the muscle. Yeah. Because you do have to, you can, there's some people maybe that are really pretty that can get cast and things just because they fuck oh, the right people. But there's the people in the city don't have talent, talent yeah, but for a lot where of, they are, that yeah. measure levels of where they are compared to who's here. 
but it's networking and I'm used to being a character actor, so I don't have abs. Right. And (laughs) so I have to actually make people laugh or try to. (laughs) But I just think the the one thing that I didn't do when I was younger was network. That's a great, great. And I think that people should do that. Perfect. I love that. I love that. I love that. So and yeah, and I think too, LA is a hard place, I think, to make friends. People well, they drive in their car. They go to this thing. They, it's not like New York or East Coast. Well, I'll tell people also who are moving here that it takes. I have a an actor friend who's going through this exact right thing right now. He's broke. You know, parking tickets, blah blah blah. It's what everybody goes through when they first get here. It takes two years to find a friend base. I think in LA. Yep, I will say two, two years. years, and pretty much everyone I talk to agrees that that one hundred because you fall into you think they're your friends and then they're not. People talk us about us being shallow out here. We're not. Everybody's just focused on their career, and we yeah. have very little time. So we, you know, you think this group is yours, but then they not screw you over, but then they do something else. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's not a selfish thing. We're just trying to get our careers going. Cause that's why we came here. Yeah. So I think it takes two years of patience to really find a core group of friends who really are your core group of friends and get what you're trying to do. Yeah. And get what you're trying and to so do. And so when you move here, just understand that it will take two years. Cause yeah. Cause if you wanted to just Look, if you want to just live someplace where it's pretty and you can have your your job and then yeah. you can do things at night with your – that's great. You can also live anywhere else in California. That's mm-hmm. easier – going to be easier to live. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why like, we do this. Yeah. And, yeah and so you people. just have to understand that that's what the people are about. I had a friend come visit me, and he's a big chef back east. And I got him an audition. My friend was casting uh, Top Chef. Oh, cool. So I he came out for that and – the first night we were out, the first like two nights, he when we came home, he was just like, I don't understand you guys. The first thing you talk about is your projects when you say hello. He's like, that seems so weird and shallow to me. And I was like, it's not weird and shallow. It's I haven't seen this person in six months. So our question in L.A. is, what are you working on? Yeah. And so they tell me because I haven't seen them in six months. Yeah, because you know that's what's so important to them. Yeah. And it's like instead of children, we talk about our projects. That's right. And so – by the end of the week, though, it was very funny because he was putting his hand out and saying, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah from blah, 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 blah. I'm the head chef at blah, blah, blah. And so he was like – he had converted. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and to. so he was you like – he led with I'm the head chef at blah, blah, blah. Do you think you'll be in L.A. forever? Uh, yes. I rarely – I have a – I have an 08. My car is an 08. I just realized it's, it's now 2015. I have 37,000 miles on my 08. I never go anywhere. <laughs> you never go anywhere. I went to take it in for the 50,000-mile checkup because I, I was, I'm never going to get to 50. And the garage was laughing at me that I had so That's little like miles. the least mileage ever. I called Progressive Insurance, and I was like, look, how much am I paying? Because seriously, this is my mileage. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, we need to change your policy. And they gave me like I pay like nothing. That's amazing. Because I go nowhere. Wow. I love it here. I really do. It's not in a sad way. I love, I mean, I go on vacation and things like that. I love LA. I love LA too, actually. I I really do. And I agree with you. I think it, um, I made really good friends. And Mm -hmm. I love, I think too, it's that, uh, it's looking at it like I'm an artist and I love meeting other artists. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love LA because you just literally bump into artists everywhere. And, and this is not disparaging on anyone else and anywhere else in the country, but I remember going to a place on vacation, and uh, I hadn't been there in like five, six years, and I went in for this to this breakfast place, and the same dude waited on me, and I was just like, wow, he's still here. And then I realized, oh, he's still here because this is his job. This is his career. Where here, 
Everybody is doing something. Cops are doing something else. Like, I got pulled yeah. over. They found out I was casting director. He was like, oh, and he handed me a headshot and not a ticket. That's like, hilarious. it's so funny. Everybody here Everybody is doing is. something else. Yeah. And people could look at that as a negative, but I think it's a super positive. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. It's like thinking outside the box. Yeah. Well, and the Dear Maddie Show, brought to you by the Los Angeles City of Tourism <laughs> Department. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So now are we gonna? What do you do now? You help people? Yes. Yes. I we do. As I said to you once, you said I want to use that. I gay white Oprah them. So <laughs> oh, that's right. And if anybody is good for that, it's you too. I love so that. all right. This is from Elaine. You know, she just moved in down the street from me at the studio. What? Where? Oh, when you drive, they down moved. They were on Wilshire, right? They were. Well, I don't know where her headquarters was, but she. Well, Chicago. Yeah. But, yeah. And they just moved to uh, the lot on Formosa. Oh, so I didn't know that. When you drive down Formosa from Fountain, there's this big green uh, illuminated sign that says own. Oh, I didn't know that. kind of awesome. Oh. Because I'm obsessed with her now. She's two blocks from me. That's, well, maybe <laughs> tweet her, see if she'll go to lunch with you. So I'm working on it. <laughs> You're working I'm on it. Saying. Um, all right. This is from Elaine, age 33. Dear Maddie, I have a friend who keeps, oh, oh, the, oh yeah, I read this question. I thought you would. We're so funny. That's we're talking about careers. I have a friend who keeps telling me I need to switch careers. I'm a paralegal at a firm, and I like the people there. He says I'm too young, and I'm wasting my intelligence because I should be going to law school. Honestly, I like my job. I don't love it, but I like it. Is is it what I is it what I would want to do for the rest of my life? I'm not sure, but I like not being in charge and being a te- team member that supports. My question is though, should I love my job? It seems like everyone else says that's so important, and I'm just missing it. From Elaine, age 33. That's an interesting question, well, actually. interesting the way she phrased it, too, because it seems to me from the f- phrasing that she doesn't want to leave this job. It sounds like she likes her job. Right. But now she's feeling that she should love it more because well, of outside pressure. Yeah, almost. Like, it's like, I agree that we have this, ooh, sorry, I'm hitting the mic. Um, there is, I definitely feel like, you know, there's different, different um, self-help pressures of, you know, you should. We definitely came from that generation too of our parents saying, "You can be anything you want to be. Do what well." You... I was Irish. They didn't tell me that. Uh, but... <laughs> my parents and my father was a plumber, so he was like, "Don't do a job you don't love." Yeah, and so was my mom. So that was instilled in me. So well, mine were like, "Do a job you don't love as long as they have a retirement plan." Oh, really? That's hilarious. <laughs> when I first moved that. here, no, and it was it really freaked them out. Like when my father, when I would call back home, and they could not understand why i'm off on a wednesday like that just drove them insane and i'm just like it's dad i work this job it's over now i'll have another one on monday blah 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 because i was working in casting freelance Mm -hmm. they just don't they can't wrap their minds around it that's sorry somebody's coming for us i don't there's literally a fire Ooh, i hope it's hot fireman by my house (laughs) i don't know what's happening but i love the way she phrased it i also love that she flat out said i don't like being in charge so that's a good thing that's that, a good that is not point. you and I. No, but it's a good it's a good thing to admit. And it sounds like you've got the perfect as a lawyer you are going to be in charge. And by the way, I just had friends who finished law school. There are way too many lawyers. There I were. They have no jobs. My day jobs at and um Oh, that's right. So I can think of honestly out of a firm about 16, 17 people that I've cuz I asked them, I think there's maybe like three or four that actually like being an attorney. The rest of them are like, I just did it. I didn't know what else to do. Well, not only that, but there are no jobs now. Like my friends just finished and out of the graduating class, three have jobs out of the entire class. Oh yeah. We, there's so many in California. We have 
attorneys taking really low level, like yeah. almost paralegal positions, and they're like from fucking Stanford yeah, and shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I would rethink the going to law school thing unless you really wanted to specify in yeah. like um, citizenship. Now they need lawyers for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. New rules mm-hmm. and things like that, but there's no jobs for lawyers. Well, and I think too, Elaine. Like, I I don't mean this the way this sounds. It, it, it sounds like a dig, and I don't mean it. But sometimes, not as much anymore. But sometimes, have you ever been uh, jealous or curious about somebody who has a different description of ambition than I do? Because my ambition is okay. I'm a young kid. I'm five years old and I've seen Gordon McRae sing Oklahoma, What a Beautiful Morning, and that's what I want to do with my life is be a star, and mm-hmm. and which is morphed into more of helping people and having a talk show and yada yada, but it's still like that is my ambition and right. that's my dream. And so I always am like, I don't, I, I don't mean it as, in being patronizing, but when I see somebody, they're like, I just want to do my desk job for yeah. 20 years and that's it. And I'm like – how do you do it? Like, it's fascinating to me. And it's also, there's a jealousy angle, too, because I think that that's awesome when you know that this is what I want, and I'm happy, and I have my apartment, and I have my car, and I have my dog, and I go to work, and I come home, and I do my thing. I am envious of those people I am too. quite often. Yes, because yeah. it's a struggle when you feel like, I mean, I literally, this people are going to think I sound crazy, but I'm literally like, okay, I want to help millions of people to help change their lives. Yeah. That's what I want. That's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, and but yeah. Well, that's the way I approach my class too. I don't appreciate. I don't approach it as a as an acting workshop. Although it is, I approach it from the point of view of I want to help everybody get to the next level. Yeah, and that's kind of what I do. Yeah, that's kind of what you do. So I, I don't. So like, we're a little jealous of you, Elaine, because you just seem pretty happy. And and I actually think Elaine that you don't want to leave your job. Yeah, I don't think you do either. From the way it's written. Yeah. So I, think, I don't know. I think you should tell your friend to, you know, mind his own business. Yeah, maybe he's putting I'm, yeah, sugar. I'm wondering what your friend's doing. Exactly. Like, cancel my subscription. I don't need your issues. <laughs> so that's not me. I learned that from a drag queen. That's funny. So um a very sassy black there's very few wisdom like black drag queen wisdom. <laughs> that should be a hashtag. Great drag queen wisdom. All right, next question. This is from Jackson. Jackson, I'm already imagining you on a plantation and that like you're picking fruit one day with sweat rolling down your arms. Sorry, that whole name just takes me a place. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Apparently. Sorry, gay D. All right. Uh, dear Maddie. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Uh, dear Maddie, I'm having – oh, this is a dream. So okay. I've been getting some more dream questions because we had a dream uh, – somebody about being a serial killer, and it was really – so I think we're going to interpret. Okay. Dear Maddie, I'm having the same dream that I'm making out with an ex-boyfriend in a car overlooking a cliff. Mm, that's it, enough said right there. I know. It's really hot, and then he takes his shirt off, and suddenly I'm at Six Flags on a roller coaster with my current boyfriend. I'm terrified, and he's laughing hysterically and having so much fun. I wake up before the ride ends. What does this mean? Have you ever done dream interpretation? Quite often. Oh, really? This is from Jackson, 28. But I don't think you really need to interpret a lot of this. I mean, come on, Jackson. This is like, (laughs) come on. You're uh, overlooking a cliff, making out with your ex-boyfriend. What does this mean? Come on, Jackson. (laughs) Well, what do you think it means? Get him on the phone. <laughs> I, w- I know. I w- one day people will call. I him. mean, I'm not there clearly, yet. it's that guy's not good for you. But there's an excitement angle. Um, you're you like the new boyfriend, but you miss that excitement. Oh, I like the roller coasters. The excitement, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the drama of the old guy. Yeah, I, 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 the thing that confuses me is 
uh, you know, because a lot of things, I haven't done a lot of dream interpretation, but I remember for school, it's a lot about what are the emotions you're feeling in the dream, not necessarily what's happening. I don't know why. Are you terrified because, like, what are were you scared of about that past relationship? Or are you facing something that's scary in your life? Because, I mean, why is he hysterically laughing? And sometimes dreams mean dreams about people, and sometimes they're metaphors right. or symbols for something in your life. Well, I think the new boyfriend little... is laughing because he's laughing hysterically because the old Jackson is dreaming about the old boyfriend, but the old boyfriend is so obviously horrible for him that he can't see the good in front of his face. Oh yeah. So he's like on the roller coaster with the old boyfriend and the new boyfriend's laughing like don't fuck this up, dude. Oh, oh, I love that. Look at that. Look at that. Misinterpretive. I love it. <laughs> I love it, Jackson. So, and, and Jackson, so, if it doesn't work out with either of them, you, I just love your name. <laughs> Call me. No. And you, it's okay to fantasize about other people when we sleep. That is, we cannot control so, the subconscious. That's right. So I, that's how I always knew that I was gay, no matter what the church said, no matter what people in my family said. No did you grow up Catholic? Yeah. So did I. So the only thing that saved me was at night when I would dream, when puberty hit, uh, it would start out as a woman, but it always morphed into a guy. Oh, really? And so I always knew when I woke up that I cannot possibly control that. So no Mm. matter what this church says, they're completely wrong. I'm Mm -hmm. clearly born this way because you cannot control what happens when you sleep. You cannot. So that saved me. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Saved by your dreams. Mm -hmm. Oh, that should be a book. That'll be my book. <laughs> Saved by my dreams. Saved by my dreams. You could put wet dreams, but that's so a whole other book. Because <laughs> the title was always going to be, now it'll just be on my grave, but but tomorrow never comes. Because I was always like, I'll do this tomorrow. Oh. But tomorrow never comes. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I love that, too. Well, Jackson, I hope that helped. So good luck to you. Send me and just t- stay with the new guy and cheat with the old guy. <laughs> Clearly, that's what you want from the dream. <laughs> So see how that works out. Let see us know how that works out. <laughs> so he's going to create drama. His dreams are drama. He's going to create drama somehow in this relationship. Yeah, it's it's a dramatic dream. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jackson has gay DD too. Um, all right, here we go. Last question. This is from Samantha, age forty one. Dear Maddie, my life is busy, as I'm sure every mo- every I think you type mother twice, whatever. As I'm sure every single mother's life is who has three kids. I love my life, and at the same time, sometimes I feel like I'm going insane by the lack of sleep I get, and it is stressful to keep it all together. I have friends and family, and my ex husband is actually a great dad, but still, some days shit just hits the fan, and I'm the one who has to clean it up. And on those days, how do I find calm in my hectic life? And please don't say meditation because I tried that Oprah shit, and it's not working for me i love your show you're so cute thank you samantha all right okay she tried that oprah shit it didn't work out for her so did she try bourbon because <laughs> that's the first thing i thought of she needs bourbon well, in her you, life there's nothing wrong with having a drink no nothing wrong are you a bourbon guy uh no i used to be now i don't drink, you don't drink <laughs> oh you don't drink at all i don't drink i just have wine no or just a little bit yeah. of that, well, that's probably... I drink wine. Well, so, okay, you're a very busy person. You're mm-hmm. very busy. Like, what do you what do you do to find, like, a five-minute calm in your life when you're having that day? Well, that's the thing. I don't have days off because I never have a day off. I just have moments off in the day. Ooh, and I like so that. I have, have moments little, off in the day. Yeah, so I have little mini vacations from, you know, one to three or whatever. So, I love so, that. Like, yeah, so you just have to take it where you can get it because I, I, I work all day, every day. So what do you do? That. Like when you have those... Time, so what do I you go do? to Runyon, but she, she doesn't want to hear that because I, I chant at Runyon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do something with my dog or I'll get up early and I'll surf in the morning. 
Um, so all these kind of things could be considered meditative. I mean, I work in my garden. Oh, uh, I do things like that. I'm I'll terrible take a hike that, with my it. dog. Yeah, I, I don't have to be good at it. Um, just... So I think she just needs to find something. But she also has the boundaries, um, like Oprah would say. Uh, I love that I could sneak her in there. Yeah, do it. Um, but you have to be able to say no to people, even if it's your kids. No, yeah. I need this 15 minutes. You can't come in the room. Mommy's doing her thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you have to have... And if this guy's a great dad, then some days he needs to take the kids some all day. Days, yeah, he needs to take them. Yeah, you needed more you know, of a break. You, you can't know? do any. You can't do everything. And just take a nap. Yeah, I love napping. I I, well, I, I don't, don't nap well, but even just laying down, closing my I think eyes, all the world's troubles could be solved if a we got rid of all religions if we made them illegal, and b if everybody <laughs> napped, we just go back to kindergarten. <laughs> if we had mandatory. We just naps. go back to preschool. Yeah. It would be very nice. I think. Um, I'm going to, I'm totally like plugging another show of mine, but I am. If, if you, uh, there's uh, episode 16. Uh, I have my guest, Tia Reese, who is a meditation and yoga mm. teacher. And Samantha, I encourage you to listen to that only because I think a lot of people have this idea of meditation that's mm-hmm. about clearing your mind and your Zen and your chanting. That's just one way of doing it. And we talk a lot about that, how meditation can be, it can be meditative. Like I, when, um, for me, my five minutes of comics, I, obviously I love Wonder Woman and comics, and I read like a comic book. Mm-hmm. It only takes me five minutes to read one comic book, but it just gets me out of my head. I can look at the pictures. I had one person who wrote in like she colors, like she found out like yeah. working with her kid that she loved color- coloring. So color, that can be meditative in that. Yeah. So uh, I just think that like, yeah, yeah, you don't have time to like go and chant to a Buddha and all that, which is wonderful. But I think it's about, just like you said, finding the moments mm-hmm. in the day. Because especially when you're a mom, even if you don't have your kids that day, you're still not... Yeah. You don't take a break from being a mom. No. You don't at all. So, I That's mean... That's why I'm not one. Yeah, I mean... awful. Just like <laughs> sugar, even on the toilet. Seriously, if that's when you have to, like, think of your happy place or, I don't know, watch porn. Something. Just, like, mm-hmm. find 10 minutes of joy. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you're right. Start saying no. And she has to start saying no, and she has to say, this is my time. This is her. Put yourself first. Yeah. My parents did a, every night after dinner, they would walk around the whole town together, and that was their time together. And we weren't allowed to go, and they just walked. That's that's adorable. Yeah. That's adorable. Are your parents still married? Yeah. Wow. How long have they been married? Uh, That's funny. You just, this weekend, they just had their 50th anniversary. (gasps) That's wonderful. Did you have a party? Did you do? Well, I'm you? here, and so oh. and it was. It's like seven below. Oh, it's there. like the worst weather. In so the they world. went to New York and had a whole weekend, uh, New York City, and uh, they did their thing there. That's adorable. Yeah, that's well, that's adorable. Well, <laughs> um, well, all right, Samantha. Well, okay, we're at celebrity shit the bed. Okay, we've answered our question. So this is what is what is on your mind, sugar? Has something been happening political? I know because you almost are. I would almost like you have this kind of. Uh, I think I mean this is kind of like a Dan Savage quality. Like I think you're a little you're radical. I totally like. Do you embrace that about yourself? I do. Uh, my friends all think that I should be uh, should have Bill Maher's jobs, um, Daily Show because I I'm so political. You probably should. I've heard that he's terrible. I would love to. I have mean, that I like as him a job. as yeah. a, I love his show actually. Yeah. But I've had friends that worked with him. He's terrible. I would love for them to pick me as his. Um, you would be but great since as they that. Don't know me, I don't think. Sugar, <laughs> it's gonna John, be, I'm John not on Stewart's the list. Retiring. I'm not on the short list. But um, so I do. Whatever. I do embrace that. I think that my teaching is kind of radical, and um, yeah. my style is, and so I like that word. Yeah, good if it's growing you. up. I tried to do whatever they 
whatever they said to do, I try to do the opposite. Oh, you were one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you skip school and things like that when you were a kid? I didn't skip school until the last year. Um, and it was funny. My parents don't know this. Uh, <laughs> I will tell this story. That so they won't anyway, listen. Anyway, <laughs> no. But um, the funny thing is that, like, you know, years later you tell your parents stuff, but I still never told them this. So my – he wasn't a friend. No one knew we were friends. He was like the big jock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we sat next to each other in one class. Mm-hmm. And so he got in a whole lot of trouble and ran away. Mm-hmm. And nobody could find him. And the whole towns were like – we went to the school. where like four or five towns together to try to get enough people for a Catholic okay. school. So anyway, he was the big. Oh, star. you went to Catholic school. I went all the way. Oh, through. you it was are awful. Irish. Oh my god! Um, but anyway, so he disappeared, and nobody knew where he was, and it was a big, big deal. And my father came into my room, and gave me this big lecture about you know if you know anything about blah blah blah, you should say. And I was just like, do you know me at all? I would never hang around with that guy. Like mm-hmm. he's a total douche and blah blah blah. He was in my closet while my <gasps> father was giving me that speech. He stayed at my house the whole time, and no one ever knew. Oh my god! So we would skip. That week I skipped school because we would go out and hang out and stuff because he was running, he'd run away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And to this day, no one knows that he's, he was at my house. Did he, but he went back home after they, It all got cleared up and all that stuff. Yeah. But no one ever knew where he was. I thought this was going to be like a first love story. No, that's no. <laughs> no. That's college. No, uh, that's grade school. Where'd you go to college? I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. My roommates and I were the most arrested freshmen in the history of the school. You were a political science major. <laughs> you were a political. So what's going on? So like, what you don't do? You catch well, up with pop culture? I don't know what's on your mind. I don't know if this counts as pop culture, but we can talk about the awesome gay sex scenes and all the shows now. There are so many, so many. It's really the only reason why I watch How to Get Away with Murder. It's so good. I'm like five episodes behind though. Yeah. I just was catching. Up I this won't morning. say anything, but the la- the next five episodes are pretty good. The episode, like in the first, were like literally. My friend Jake texted me. He just he's from South Carolina too, and we it's still he's thirty seven, thirty eight. But anyway, we're just at the age where. Gay sex on mainstream TV, I'm still not used it's to it. It's crazy. Like, my nephews are like, sure, whatever. But he texted me. He's like, this guy's getting a rim job on ABC right I know. now. It's crazy. It was amazing. No, it's crazy because – and that's the thing. When I watched it at first, I was like, do I like this show just because it's groundbreaking or edgy or is it actually good? Um, as long as it bothers people, I'll support it. I knew I liked it whenever she took her, when she took her wig off. I was like, I'm in Well, that was show. amazing. I'm in. But – well, the first thing that I, when she she was being eaten out the first time, oh was, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I know what she just did. Like it was so, so crazy, so crazy, it was so that, crazy. That cop is so hot. Yeah, he's very hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what about the show? So and then, then the when the gay thing happened, I was just like, this just happened on ABC at nine o'clock. Like, yeah, I don't think my mother knows that gay guys do that, and oh, now she knows. <laughs> like that's not even a thing she would think. That's like, so true. And then now everyone in America knows. I hope my mom doesn't thing. watch that show because she'll ask me, do you do that, Matthew? And I'll be like, mom. Because my parents have no boundaries. I don't think people know that. And so like they showed him and like you can't not know what he's doing. No, you know what he's doing. It was insane. No, they even made a point about it. Remember, and then Empire is t- doing the same thing. And I'm they're all starting to catch to. up on Empire. Yeah. It's good. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. I know. I it's heard- good in a fun dynasty way. The, and that's what the creator wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're they're doing it. They're doing I feel like there's another show too. I haven't. We're I, hot now. We are hot. There's um, my friend watches Penny Dreadful. 
Mm. And I've heard that's a great show. I want to catch up on that. But they're apparently like Josh Tartan and this guy, he said, have he's again, my same friend said it's one of the most like romantic, erotic See, gay sex that, things so he's ever that. seen. No, I didn't know that. I'll have I'll binge that. Yeah, this I was like Josh Hartnett, and yeah. I like how remember like even five years ago, if someone had a gay sex scene, it would be news. Well, they wouldn't like, even they would talk about, it. and like they couldn't even, even talk still about kiss on Married with Children or not Married with Children. <laughs> Ed O'Neill, uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it took them three seasons till those guys kissed. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, but that that show I think is the reason that we have gay marriage throughout the country. I credit oh, that show with that. One. Hundred percent. It's that, and I have to say, even though I don't watch this show anymore because I really don't think it's that great anymore, but Glee has totally changed mm-hmm. my nephew's age mm-hmm. and their perception of things. Well, my nephews don't even think about it. It's sexuality yeah. isn't anything they talk about. Yeah. Like my my nephew ha- is in college and he has two gay roommates. That would never happen when never. I was going to college. Never. And he doesn't even think about it. Like it's not even a thing yeah. with them. They just don't care. Yeah, so it's so can. amazing that politicians talk about it so much, and every every freaking Republican is talking about it on the news and, and stump from speeches. O- I'm from Oklahoma. Yeah, Sally well, the, Kern. They're oh. just yeah, she's insane. She's insane. And like, but no one else is talking about it. No yeah. one else cares. They don't care. Like Rick Santorum is clearly gay because he talks about it more than me. Yeah. Like he and I love porn. He talks about porn more than me. He's seen he's seen more gay porn than us. It's insane. So like you're clearly gay, dude. Yeah, bitch has a Sean Cody subscription. You know, it's crazy. It's happening. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that it's on mainstream, I just think must be killing them, which I love. Oh yeah. So I support any of those shows. Yeah, I, I didn't I like. I didn't watch Glee because of the singing. I didn't. I didn't get it, but. I know. I, I appreciate it for what it was. I'll I say appreciate that. the pilot. One of the best pilots. Really? It was. That's um. What's the creator's name? What's his name? Um, Ryan. I forget. I didn't watch it. He's one. You know, he did American Horror Story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, my dog, she loves you. And um, he also did Nip Tuck, mm-hmm. and he has these really great ideas. Mm-hmm. And then like it'll have like a good like three or four even first season that's a really good solid shows but then it's like he doesn't know how to it's like a good move it's mm-hmm. like the mo- the whole uh cliche of great movie great middle great terrible ending mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i feel like his style but yeah i haven't watched queen for well you haven't seen the episode i won't tell you anything about it but you haven't seen the cicely tyson episode yet of married of how to get away with no it. but she's her mother right right Oh, God. You're going to die. I can't. It's truly... Sophie, hold on. My dog... This just happened in the last show. She's never... She's all... Okay, she's hung up. Okay, we're good. Is it's it... one of the top, I would say, top five movie... Top five scenes of all time. Okay. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. It's okay. it's so fucking good. I actually was at a party, and this girl said that she was a writer on this sh- on that show, and I said, the scene where she takes her fucking wig off, she said... I wrote that scene. That was my idea. Oh my God. And she was in a room with pretty much all gay men. We all stood up and applauded for her. <laughs> That's awesome. We love you. She had no idea. That's um, awesome. Anyway, well, okay. So, Sugar, we are flying through it. So now we're at Chatty Maddie questions. Okay. Same five questions I ask every single okay. guest. So I don't know them, so go ahead. So, okay, Chatty Maddie question number one. What is your, I want to say it right. Yeah, what is your most memorable childhood smell? <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know, well, I say ask that because smell is actually our strongest sense memory. Yes. You know how you can smell something and all of a sudden it takes you back yes. to something of your childhood? So that's why I ask people what is their favorite. Oh, favorite or most mem- memorable favorite childhood oh, okay. smell. Well, my my favorite 
smell is when because everybody goes to the ocean for a vacation, mm-hmm. and then I lived at the ocean always once I got out of my house. But when you hit that certain boundary where you can smell the salt water, and then you know vacations here. Oh, and I always love that. It is relaxing when you yeah. smell the salt water because that week you get along with your family and nobody fights and. It's because it's too expensive to fight. You know, you're not allowed to. So, like, you get in trouble if you ruin a vacation. That's so, so true. And so, like, it was just a great week. So y'all would go to the beach when you were... Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I think that's a good one. I think that's a great one. Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) Chatty, Maddie, question number two. Alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown. Oh, I I know who that is. (laughs) Is that the dude from uh, Dukes of Hazard? Um, Crazy oh, Cooter. There was. That's so funny. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, Cooter Brown's actually like a Southern legend. Like oh. Cooter Brown, but I'm sure that's where the name came from because Cooter Brown like didn't want to go to the Civil War, so he just became drunk during the entire time during the draft in the South, and he didn't have to go to war. Oh, so that's where does the, that work? That's the that, that apparently did for Cooter Brown. That, that's the expression. Wasn't Ulysses a drunk or one of them? Yeah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> they, they would put your gun in. Um, uh, well, I don't drink tequila because I got sick in college and I never could do it again. Oh, that's like a party or something. Yeah. Or so I think everybody has that one though. No, that's well. I I can drink drinks with tequila. I can't shoot tequila anymore. Yeah. Once I turned thirty, I was like, mm, "This is not." No. There's no reason to. There's no. There's no reason to unless you want to be naked very and covered in vomit, liquor. which is what I just I think. I mean, really expensive tequila is amazing. Re- it but is. When can you afford real? Like, how often when you're at a college party do they pull out? We're not fucking the right people yet bottles. for that. Yeah. So, like, at college, you drink Cuervo, and so I can't ever. Drink even people it again. are like, "Well, Patron is nice." I'm like, "No, it's Mm-mm, not. No, it's you got to go to the really hundred dollar bottles." Yeah. Because because it is totally different. It I mean, is it totally is different. Amazing, life changing yeah. liquor. When you have a really expensive yes. glass, but that's very rare. Yes. Um, so I don't drink that. I don't really even drink liquor anymore. I drink beer, which is why I have love handles. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, number three. When are you most inspired? Um, well, every day I'm inspired, which is lucky. That's uh, really lucky. Because every day, because of what I do, I'm in such a unique position. Every day actors text me that they have a booking or they just went on a veil and or something changed in their class. So I'm inspired every day by people who come to my class and try. So mm. I get to, it's very selfish. People ask me why I teach so much, but there's a selfish level to it too, because I get to see these people oh, succeed. I love teaching. I love so it. It's, it's really so rewarding. awesome. And I get texts literally every day. Hey, I just booked or mm-hmm. tweets or someone emails me and they hadn't booked before. You just said about the callback that I helped in a little way. And so like way, yeah. that, that's, and that inspires me every single day. Oh, look, well, unlike you or unlike, um, Elaine, which is fine. You really love what you do. I do. You do. That's one. That's nice. Yeah. That's it's nice. very rare. Well, and I also just to preface it, cause I know a lot of people in the city are just like, Oh, he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went through a whole long time before I got to this place, just so everybody is clear. How long have you been teaching? I've been here 20 years. 
uh, I've been teaching for 10 now. This is my 10th year. Oh, nice. Um, but those 10 years prior were very hard years. Ooh, your Christmas, <laughs> your Christmas party's going to be off the hook this year. It's so fun. You always have such a fun party. Yeah. I couldn't, why? 900 oh, of my closest friends show I had the up. flu. This, that's mm. why I didn't go. That's right, I remember. Yeah, I had the flu. Yeah. I, it was fun remember. this year. We had we had a great time. Yeah. It's a fun party. Um, but yeah, about nine between 900 and 1,000, 1,100 people come. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's cool. And you're all cute. You're all dressed up. <laughs> and you're all like proud for yourself. I don't have my flip-flops on like it's, I have in yeah, class. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. All right. Um, okay. You can depend on your, your, uh, your prudeness. You can answer this question either way. It's either... What's the weirdest place you had sex or celebrity crush? Unless you fucked a celebrity, then you have to tell me where you fucked them. So celebrity crush is only if I fucked the person. No, celebrity crush is if you don't want to answer where you the weirdest place you had sex. Like I had my, it was so funny. I had my agents on Kenny and Nelson and Kenny was like, I'm not, I can't answer that. And Nelson's like, I'll do it. And his like voice, <laughs> it talks about like sex on a cruise ship and Kenny's just shaking well, his being head. Being a gay guy, I don't know, like weird places that probably aren't weird to us, but to other middle America, they'd be like, oh my God. We're like Sonic. Who doesn't have sex at Sonic? <laughs> I did. No. I will tell you my secret do you want to know my secret crush? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I hate to admit that, so I thought I'd do this here at the podcast online. I secretly want to fuck Justin Bieber. Oh, you do? Yeah, and I feel bad about oh, that. Oh, there's like he's such a douche. A thousand people right now groaned. Him. They just groaned. I know. I kind of want to fuck him, though. I mean, he's cute. I mean, he's he looks like a little sprite. Like, if you put wings on him, like, no. can't you see him in white underwear and, like, white? He would be that twink, that pride. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He'd be like, I'm an angel. For sure. You know so, he's like done stuff with dudes. Oh, for sure. For you sure. Do you think those dudes, those tough dudes, let him live in that house with them? Like, do you think they're there to no. hang out with him because he's so cool and street? Yeah, he's an asshole. He's, he's got to suck some dick to get by. And they fuck him nightly. Probably. At least in my, <laughs> in my mind, now, do that's you like, how it goes. Do you like Dirty Bieber, like with all the tattoos now? Or did you like him like, you know, a year ago when he was still a little clean cut? I like tats on a guy. Oh, so you like Dirty Bieber. Yeah. Oh, wow. I Look mean, at you. But that's my secret. No one knows that. So I wouldn't say that's a crush. I just want to fuck them. Would like, you? Just once, and then I don't want to talk to them Are you normally anymore. have to date people younger, or do you like people your age, or? I like younger, but I check ID. Well, like yes. everybody, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I like the 24 to 29. All right, yeah. Area. That's a good age. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't? <laughs> doesn't like that? So, you know. Yeah. All right, then. Well, ooh, I'm glad I asked that. I didn't, Justin, I'm going to think of that now. Uh, well, besides Justin Bieber, last question. It's my little cheesy question, but I like it. What makes your heart happy? Oh, I'm sorry to be redundant. It's the same thing. Because I, I only do, just so people know, I don't go anywhere. I just teach. That's you all do, I do. You teach a lot. I teach, and then I have a sandwich, and then I go back, and I teach more. Um, or I go to Sugarfish. Um, and uh, so... What makes my heart happy is teaching that class and getting allowed to do it. And I feel that the city is so hard for some of the things we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it is a little unwelcoming when you get here. So I like being a place where people can come and get honest. It's very hard when I was looking at classes as an actor to try to find somebody to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be just an honest oasis where you can come and not have to worry about looking good. But Mm -hmm. you're going to learn. And get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. And I try to throw in big pictures so people can be inspired. And so that's what makes my heart happy. Well, that's 
That's wonderful. Well, tell people. <laughs> well, tell people where they can find you and all and your Twitter and my your address. Your, well, yes, uh, the, Justin Bieber's listening. So you give him your address. Um, so here's my cell. So text me, Justin. Um, no, I don't want to talk to him. I just want to fuck. You just want to fuck him. Um, um, yeah, but so you, what's your website? It's it Killiansworkshop.com. Yeah, and Killians K I L L I A N. Correct. Yes, S Workshop.com. Killian's Workshop. And you're on Facebook and, then and Twitter. Facebook and... is Killian's Workshop, and Twitter is Killian's Workshop without an O in work. Because that was too long, apparently. Oh. So it's so Killian's it's, Workshop. It's workshop. Mm-hmm. Work. I love that we But follow that. me there because I put out a lot of tips, and I actually put out auditions, and uh, we love to shout out bookings and things like that. Yeah. Do, you think, positive. do you think that it's... Uh, is it... Uh, uh, do you think people? Do you usually work with actors that only have agents, or do you? No, everybody, actors? everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, commercials. You don't to book a commercial is awesome, but it has very little to do with your true acting ability, like acting for art. Oh yeah. So I can teach anybody to book a commercial. Like anyone can book a commercial. Yes. And I say that in class. Not, not that doesn't mean everyone will, but anyone can. And if they do the things I tell them to do, they'll book. Yeah. So I never discuss acting ability in class. Because my world has very little to do with it. You just be yourself in commercials. Yeah. You just do. And then learn the technical things that I tell people. Yeah. My, my dad will say, he's like, that commercial was great, Matt, but wouldn't you do that in real life? And I'm like, yeah, dad, that's, that's, that's the, the reason why I got the commercial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking Meryl Streep. There's no acting involved in commercials. We yeah. don't want you to act. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Well... Thank you for doing this. I hope this was fun for you. It was, it was really fun for it me. It was fun, super fun. You can come back anytime you want. If you haven't, if you fuck Justin Bieber, you need to come back on the show and tell us all about it. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. You'll like write a blog about that shit. You'll want to know. But, I don't know if I tell people if I no. actually did. Well, maybe you can tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you on the side. I'll text you. <laughs> he's probably he's like a DP. I'd be like bed. the prostitute in 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 South America. She's taking pictures of him sleeping in the bed. Oh, I haven't seen those pictures. Oh, yeah. He turned like he had his 21st birthday or 20th birthday or something uh, down oh. in South America, and the prostitute um, took all these pictures of him sleeping. Oh, naked? Yeah. Oh, well, wow. he was, he had covers on. Oh, so you didn't see the little beebs? No. Didn't see the little beebs. Well, on that, that's the show, everybody. You can go, uh, as always, send your questions to uh, com, And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheMattMar and Facebook page at Show. Really send questions because we're – and it always comes in right under the gun, so I appreciate it. But I would love to just have a bunch of one and I don't have to stress out about it. Um, <laughs> listen to the show iTunes and Stitcher. It's Sugars. We tr- I, you know, I always try to get it forward, so try to do somebody – or do somebody. Oh Lord, that was Freudian. That was awesome. I was going to say try to do something for somebody this week, and we. But if he, do, if the original way you said it, you are doing something. You know what? Too. Yeah, that's that's helping somebody out too. So you do what you need to do, sugars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will see you next week. Thank you, Killian. Bye. Bye. Bye.